0: Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome back to this Monday afternoon episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And it is officially game week, guys. The Penguins are back in action this week. Wednesday is their season opener at Philadelphia, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBC Sports Network. Um, and you know what? Boys, is this city needed Um, After watching the Steelers just barf all over themselves last night and just embarrass the fans and the city in the process, um, I think Pittsburgh needs some good fortune with the Penguins coming back this week, and hopefully the Penguins come out to a really good start. Um, because the Penguins don't come off to a good start. Um, the fans are going to be going after them, too. Not as much as the Steelers, just because, you know, Pittsburgh is a football town first, then a hockey town. But, you know, they just. Hopefully the Penguins are able to do their thing this week and just give Pittsburgh sports fans uh, some reason for hope in uh, 2021 for the sports. But um, you know this episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. You can go to billbar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. For today's episode, the Penguins they did release their 23-man roster. Well, 22-man roster for now because Kapanen's going to be added for the 23-man whenever he returns. I think it'll be next weekend. Going to go over that. Going to go over the taxi squad, who are the six players that are on that. I'm going to go over some lines from this morning. They're doing a little bit of shuffling in the bottom six, shuffling uh, the bottom two pairs on the defense. Obviously, they're not going to um, split up on and the Tang, but you know, there's a couple interesting tidbits in there, some surprises, I would think. That, you know, I just didn't see coming. And then we're also going to talk about some NBC stuff. They announced their play-by-play guys, their color commentators, and they also added some new hires. I'm going to probably dump on a couple of those I mean, in case you guys didn't see. They did hire Mike Babcock, fired Mike Milberry, and added Ryan Callahan. But we'll get to that later in the show. And then we'll also talk about the big scrimmage that the Penguins had last night and why I am going to start to eat a little bit of crow on Sam Lafferty. It looks like he had a great scrimmage. We will also talk about that for this episode as well. So you look at the Penguins' 22-man roster, I mean, there's not really any big – decisions that they made i mean there's not really any big surprises i guess is the one way to put it i mean you all know what the forwards are i mean the, well, we'll talk about the lions later um, they could they kept eight defensemen you know cc jumel and letang marino matheson petterson ricola root Ru- 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 e- D- smith and jari are the goalies of course Kaplan is going to be uh complete the 23 man roster once he comes back i think it'll be saturday or sunday uh the taxi squad though so three to forwards one defenseman two goaltenders Anthony Angelo, which I'm not really surprised they put him on there. Angelo was the big Mark Donk guy that everyone liked to call for the Penguins last year. Uh, Frederick Goudreau, he's been on the Predators for a few years. I think he had a goal against the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final, if I'm not mistaken. That's not surprising. Drew O'Connor, again, that's not a big surprise either. Um, people have been raving about him at training camp, I think, in the scrimmage last night. People said he had a really good game. He's using his size well, you know, getting to the pucks. Has a really nice shot, good playmaking ability. Um, it, it won't be surprising if he does get in a few games for the Penguins this year because of injuries and potential positive tests. Um, but the fact that he's at a good camp and that they're high on him coming out of Dartmouth, um, you know, it, it's good that they kept him on the, on the taxi squad. For the de- defense, Pierre Oliver-Joseph, I've already seen some people think that this could be the opportunity where the Penguins are going to trade Marcus Pedersen for a third-line forward or a top-six winger. Um, I could see it, but I don't know how high the organization is on P.O. Joseph. So we're just going to have to wait and see on that. From what I've read, he's at a decent camp too. Um, and he's their best defenseman um, in their system that's not on the major league roster yet. So it's not really a surprise that he was on the taxi squad. And then finally, um, Alex DeOrio and Maxime Lagasse are two the go- two goaltenders that are on the taxi squad list. i am a bit surprised that they kept two goaltenders. I mean, I guess you can never have enough, but I mean, maybe I would have given... It um, To another defenseman I mean maybe Manascalo But I think he's going to be sent down to Wilkes-Barre He may be put Lagasse down there too um, I, Otherwise you know There's really no complaints with that um, Josh Curry, Radim Zahorna, They're going to go down to Wilkes-Barre Kevin Kooksman, Cam Lee They're going also going to be down to Wilkes-Barre Jordan Nolan has removed from his professional tryout He's going down to Wilkes-Barre Um, A quick comment on the Jordan Nolan thing. I never really understood why Mike Sullivan – not Mike Sullivan. I don't understand why general manager Jim Rutherford was so hell-bent on showing for Jordan Nolan um, when he brought him in for a PTO. Like, oh my god, like he plays the way we want to play. Good team guy, good penalty killer. And then you just remove his PTO and he goes down to Wilkes-Barre. There was never any room for him on the team. There's really no need to talk him up like he's the second coming of Jesus. So, um, and He really didn't do anything in training camp that would have him stand out, not least from what I've read or what I've watched in the scrimmages at least. So again, really don't understand that from Jim Rutherford with that angle. I mean, he didn't really do anything in the scrimmages anyway and just in training camp. So again, that was just stupid. And he probably won't even be called up for, for the Penguins this season unless there's just a rash of injuries. And then finally... Um, Nathan Lagerry and Sam Poulin will both be returning to their junior teams. I know I had a bold prediction earlier in the offseason that Poulin was going to make the team, but after I saw that he didn't even make the world junior team for Team Canada, I kind of went back on that a bit and figured that he was going to be sent down to Wilkes-Barre or just report to his junior team. He is reporting to his junior team, as is Lagerry. I thought Lagerry did look good in training camp, but obviously he's not ready yet, and the team does not think that Poulin is ready yet either. And then finally, with the update: Zach Aspenish, John, Josh Menescalo, Sam Maltek, and Zach. Trost- Will be assigned on Tuesday when rosters are submitted to the NHL. I think both are her- All four of these players are hurt. We all know Astronomies is not going to be back until February or March. I really did not know that Miltech, Trotman, and Montescalo got hurt. I mean, that just goes to show how much I was paying attention with those, two- those three players. Um, but in-, in any case, they'll be put on IR for the Penguins. And then when they're ready to play, I mean, they'll just be sent down to Wilkes-Barre. They're not making the team at all. So that's basically it for the. 22, 23-man roster. There was no one really placed on waivers for the Penguins, even though there was a ton of players placed on waivers league-wide. And, of course, there were no big surprises for this 23-man roster. I mean, mean, there there were just no big training camp battles for the Penguins. That's just... You're not going to have another player like John Marino come into your system last year and just surprise everyone in camp. I mean, some people maybe were expecting Drew O'Connor to do that. Yes, he did out of a good camp, but I mean, there's not really a lot of roster spots available in the bottom six. I mean, sure, the bottom six could be better and it needs to be better for this season, but I didn't really have him coming into training camp and stealing a, a, a roster spot away from Brandon Tanev or Colton Sevier or Mark Jankowski, who they just signed, Evan Rodriguez, Sam Lafferty. Etc. Etc. So I mean, it's good that he's on the taxi squad, though. Uh, speaking of Sam Lafferty, it is time to eat a little bit of crow. So as I was, I was paying attention to the scrimmage a little bit last night, getting ready before the Sea game. Lafferty had a gorgeous goal in that scrimmage, just coming down Main Street. Firing a puck, I think it was blocker side of Casey to Smith. Um, he just had a nice burst of speed, beautiful, wicked shot. I mean, it sounds like he's had a good camp. And, you know, if he does have the nice regular season, I will continue to eat crow on this player. I've never been that high on him. Like I said, man, I've been wrong about many t- things before. With this team, and uh, if I'm wrong about this one, you know what? So be it. I'll eat a lot of crow. It looks like he, like I said, he had a great training camp. Nice scrimmage last night. He probably will be on the opening night lineup, and why not at this point? It's the first game of regular season. Zach Aston-Reese is hurt. I mean, if he struggles, you take him out when Aston-Reese comes back. But if he plays well, you know, the Penguins are going to have a big um, discussion here about who's going to come out of the lineup when Aston-Reese comes back. It's going to be Colton Sevier. Is it going to be Evan Rodriguez? I mean, for all we know, it could be Mark Jankowski. I don't really know. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And I am really happy that Lafferty had a great camp. And I'm excited to see what he can do in the bottom six for this team. The biggest thing I want from him is more consistency. He scored in like bunches last year. I remember when he came up the first time, scored some goals in the first few games, but then went really cold, was sent back down, came back up, had that big goal against the Capitals. I think it was Super Bowl weekend or something like that. And then just went really cold for a while. So just want some more consistency from Lafferty. If he's going to stay in the lineup. But that'll basically do it for this segment. Um, when we come back, though, we're going to talk about uh, some new line combinations for the Penguins. looks like they're still doing some interchanging with the bottom stakes. And uh, Mike Matheson now has a top four role for the Penguins going into their regular season opener against Philadelphia. So we're going to touch on that coming up in the next segment. Um, before we do get to that point, though, it is time to talk about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered in one place we trust. That is BetOnline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at that website and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action, whether it's the national th- uh, championship or college Triple tonight, the playoffs next week, some NHL games that are starting this week. Don't forget to use that promo code On to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hody. So, you know... As is tradition, Mike Sullivan's going to tinker with the line combinations and the defensive pairings. I mean, he just does this every season. Um, at practice today, their first really official practice outside of training camp because camp's basically over. Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez, Zucker, Malkin, Russ, the top six is unchanged. It's going to be unchanged probably until Casper um, Captain comes back this weekend. Um, the third line, though, is where they did a little bit of a a change so Jared McCann at left wing, Mark Jankowski at center. You know, you've had those for a while, but they moved up Brandon Tanev to the third line. Um, I'm not really that high on Tanev being on the third line, he needs to have more offense, I think. Be on that line. I just don't think he's ever scored at a third line rate for his career. So that one is kind of puzzling to me, but it is the start of the regular season, so it's whatever. And then the fourth line Teddy Blueger centering Colton Sevier and Sam Lafferty. I'd honestly just prefer maybe Sam Lafferty on the third line. I think Brandon Tannen needs to be on the fourth line no matter what. I mean, you all saw how good he was on the fourth line last year, his elite suppression metrics. And he would chip in the occasional goal, draw a lot of penalties. I just don't think he can do it to that degree on the third line with McCann and Jankowski. I just, I don't really see it there. And then uh, for the defense, Dumoulin Letang, Matheson with Marino, Patterson with CeCe. So my thoughts on that, I mean, I understand the Penguins want to try new things. It is the beginning of the regular season. You know, if it works, it it works. If it doesn't work, you can just go back to what works. I was actually having a conversation this morning with um, Jeff from the Pens blog, Danny from the Pens blog, about this move and just, you know, if it's a good move or not. And I think my biggest concern with moving Matheson up to the top four, I just don't want to have Marino covering for him defensively every time he makes a mistake. I mean, we all know how good Matheson is at carrying the puck up the ice, going into the offensive zone, his own entries per 60 or... DC and his own exits per 60 aren't bad as well. But I'm just, I'm a bit scared from last year because what Marino had to do with Jack Johnson, basically just carrying a corpse around all the time. Obviously, Matheson is not the level of Jack Johnson. He actually has some puck carrying ability. Um, but I just don't want Marino to always have to cover for Matheson every time he makes a defensive mistake because I just. I don't trust Matheson's decision-making in the offensive zone, and especially in the defensive zone. You know, I want some good gap control from him. I want him to make sure that he's not having a bunch of dumb pinches that Jack Johnson would do, which would lead to a bunch of two-on-ones going the other way. Hell, I remember there's times where Jack Johnson would give up like a 2 on 0 at times, which you don't even really see that much. But, you know, every time Jack Johnson was on the ice, he was doing something bad. For the Penguins, so that's just a big thing that I'm concerned about. But you know, Jeff did make a good point. You know, Marino's not going to be stuck on an island. He's actually going to be able to get back into the play because he's a fast skater. I 100% agree with that. Matheson Matheson skating is one of the best parts about his game. Very quick up the ice. Like I said, can move the puck well out of the zone into the zone. His own entries per 60 are good. I just don't want him to keep like making mistakes that he made down in Florida where he was just out of position. His other his partner had to be covering him for all that. And just that just ends up turning into a mess. And as and as for you know Petters and CC, I actually don't mind that third pairing. I mean, CC's defensive metrics in Toronto were not terrible. And yes, they actually were not terrible. That's the funny part. We all know how bad he is offensively. But defensively, you know, even Kyle Dubas alluded to this after the season. He said, you know, the data that we track in-house, it painted him in a positive light, which is interesting considering how bad he was in Ottawa. But, you know, if he's your number six and he's playing sheltered minutes, I don't think it's going to be too terrible. We uh, you know, I know we tried to use that argument with Jack Johnson, but, you know, the funny thing is, Cody CeCe is a better player than Jack Johnson. It's not by much. It really is not by much. But he is a better player than Jack Johnson and does everything better than him. I know it's nothing major, but, you know, it still works. And I do like that Pedersen will be his partner. Pedersen he's very defensively responsible in his own zone. But he can also move the puck up the ice pretty well and can get it into the zone where the Penguins, score checkers and the forwards can just go get it and he's also a good enough skater where I think he can cover if CC makes a mistake with the puck. So, I actually prefer that third pairing over the Matheson CC one because I just think that's like that's a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, it's not as it would be as bad as Johnson Schultz, of course, but You know, I just think it's kind of like a mini disaster waiting to happen for the Penguins. So I'm glad that they changed up that third pairing so that it's maybe more of like a shutdown role. I mean, Jeff also said in a tweet to me, you know, Matheson can really contribute to the transition game with his speeding alone and playing in behind and jumping in with speed ahead of them. With Rostin Zucker adds another element to gaining the offensive zone that could really overwhelm teams. I 100% agree with that. You know, he does that a lot better than Pedersen does. That's for sure. I mean, if you're talking about offensive defensemen, I'm pretty sure I would take Matheson 10 out of 10 times over Patterson with just his puck handling abilities and just his transition game, his skating, all that. So... I don't hate it for the Penguins. I understand that they want to try new things. I am all for that. It's the first game of the regular season. I am not going to get mad about it. And you know what? If it stinks, you go back to Pedersen, Marino, and you put Matheson on the bottom pairing with Cody CC. They're obviously not going to promote Cody CC in within the defense unless you know John Marino gets hurt or Chris Latane gets hurt. God forbid that happens because I don't think any of us want to see Cody CC playing top four minutes for this team. That would just be a total disaster. We all have seen how he can do playing. Top top pairing minutes in Ottawa. I think he played with Eric Carlson for um, a bunch of minutes while he was there. It just, it did not go over well at all, but I'm willing to give it a chance. If, if that pairing proves to be good, I'll eat crow. And you know, I'm just really excited for Marino to have someone on his pairing like Matheson that can actually carry the puck into the zone. You know, just Mike Matheson. If you ever listen to this podcast, just try not to be a tire fire in your own end and force Marino to cover for you all the time though. I don't think that's going to happen because it's not going to be at the level of Jack Johnson, but We all know what his limitations are and what his issues were in Florida. You just have to hope that Reardon can coach him up so that those issues don't follow him here for Pittsburgh and that the change of scenery will help him because he did say he was losing confidence while playing with the Panthers and that this was a fresh start that he thinks he needed for his career. But before we do get to the next segment where we're going to talk about NBC and all that stuff, it is time to talk about Built Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake are a few of the 12 originals. A few of them are mint brownie, banana bread, peanut butter, German chocolate, orange, etc. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. One of my favorite flavors is still the Cherry Barkia. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked on, and we get 20% off your next order. That is promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. follow the shows, Twitter at LO underscore penguins. So NBC made some big moves today. Well, you know, it was kind of I did like a like a meme thing on my Twitter page, you know. So they ended up firing Mike Milberry. Again, this is great. Mike Milberry should have been fired a decade ago. I have no idea why it took NBC this long to get rid of them after all of the garbage comments that he's made while on air, you know, just not, not even about the sport. I mean, you know, you had a pathetic comment, I think, from the return to play where he said, like, you know, I'm glad that the women are not there because they would serve as, as a distraction to the players for the Stanley Cup playoff. And it's like, dude, like, do you hear yourself when you talk or are you just, like, say whatever comes into your circuits? I mean, guy threw a shoe at a fan behind the bench. He just said a lot of useless crap like that on the air. And honestly, like, when he was talking about the game of hockey, it's just... The game has passed him by so much that anything you hear come out of his mouth, it's literally like going on YouTube and just listening to people fart. Like, There's nothing intelligent comes out of his mouth when he talks about hockey. He is a huge boomer, a dinosaur, if you will. Um, he cares all about the physicality of the game and the fighting and all that and the retaliation. He'll never admit when something's a dirty play. Just never talked about like the speed aspect of the game, how fast-paced it is, the best offensive players, etc., etc. He would always just talk about, oh, the physicality, oh, the retaliation. Oh, this is what I would do You know, if one of my players got into a no fight or whatever. It would be like, oh my god, just take away his bike. It's just... You know, this was a long time coming. I'm glad he's out of NBC, and I hope you never see him on TV again. But then afterwards, you know, they NBC announced that they hired uh, Mike Babcock to replace him. And, you know, say what you will about Mike Babcock as an actual coach, but, you know, he's had a, some off-the-ice drama come out this past year. I think it was the, um, the, there was a lot of accusations about psychological abuse by some of his former players. His reputation took a hit. Um, he has not been hired by a coach since then, he probably won't be. Um, Greg Wazzynski of ESPN actually asked a great question on the NBC Zoom call about this. You know, was this something that you discussed with Mike before hiring him? Um, the NBC's Sam Flood says, yeah, we've had a full process of conversations as we do with anyone we bring in on the team. And that's just such a, a, a garbage answer. It just shows that they weren't even really paying attention at all. I mean, they, How are you going to fire a guy in Mike Milbury who said whatever came into his circuits on the broadcast? There's a lot of useless crap. And then you're going to hire a guy like Mike Babcock who had a lot of accusations um, off during this past season just because of psychological abuse. And it's just like, you know, you're not paying attention at all. Nobody asked for this. Like hire people that actually know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to this sport. That is one of my biggest gripes with NBC in this TV deal is that they just don't have a lot of modern day good NHL analysts. On their TV platforms to talk about this sport, you know I like that Kenny Albert is the number one guy. John Forslund does a great job. I don't mind Eddie Olchek that much. I mean, he says some weird shit sometimes, but he does contribute some decent stuff to the broadcast. You all know my thoughts on Pierre McGuire. He stinks, and his movement on anti-analytics movement is just a load of crap. But you know, you just you can't hire Mike Babcock, man. I mean, that's just not good. I mean, the other one, they hired Ryan Callahan. Yeah, because I want to hear what Ryan Callahan has to say. He's one of the most sneakiest, dirtiest players that I think I've ever seen in the league. Always hated that guy playing against the Penguins when I was a kid. He would just... Like I said, man, it was just a lot of sneaky, dirty players. I remember the play in 2016... I think it was Game One that get with the Lightning and the Penguins. Uh, Callahan hit Latang um, in the numbers, could have concussed Latang pretty badly. Barely gets a penalty on the play, and it's just like shit like that throughout his career. And it's like that's the one of the last people that I want to hear commenting on the sport of hockey. So again, I just don't think they know what the fans want um, for commentary on their networks. It's just like you're just gonna keep hiring dinosaurs to replace a dinosaur. Obviously, Milbury is the biggest boomer dinosaur of them all, but like you're still Hiring Mike Babcock, who lives back in the 90s and the early 2000s, and then Ryan Callahan, who was just a sneaky, dirty player throughout his entire career. Um, Dominic Moore won. I don't mind that. I think Moore was a decent player, but played in the bottom six for many years for just almost every team in the league. So I just, I just had to share my thoughts on that. Just NBC just continues to, I don't know, man. I, I'm waiting for the next TV deal. Hopefully ESPN takes a part of it. You know, There's rumors that Fox may take a part of it. I would love that as well. They just make some really odd decisions and then when they're asked to explain them, they just really don't say anything about it at all, especially when it came to Babcock. So it's like, you know, nice job, NBC. That's that's really the product that everyone wants to see um, for your games. But anyways, that's basically all the thoughts that I wanted to say on the NBC situation. It's great that they're also bringing back Mike Tirico. Um, AJ, she does a great job with her commentary. I mean, I think Kendall Coyne is going to be doing it as well for some times. Uh, She's really great too. I wish they would just showcase them a lot more too because I think they bring a lot to the broadcast. And, yeah, that will basically wrap up today's episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Tomorrow, we will be uh, just previewing the week ahead for the Penguins. We'll preview the game on Wednesday against the Flyers, preview it on Friday against them as well, um, and then go over what to expect for the games during the uh, weekend. I think they play Washington in their home opener, followed by games against the Rangers. I'm going to have to double-check on that. I've already forgotten like the opening parts of the schedule, but I know their home opener um, is against Washington. Um, for those two games. So, and hopefully we'll have Kesperi Kaplan back for that. And then Wednesday for episode, I'll probably do one after the game. Remember guys, it is a 5.30 p.m. start on NBC Sports Network. So if you guys have to get out of work early or, you know, just not have to do some schoolwork or something, just prepare accordingly. As this will be a 5:30 start on a weekday, and that's one of the earliest weekday starts that I can recall as, a lo- as long as I've watched this team. But um, also, guys, remember, uh, go check out Chris Carter on Locked On Steelers. You know, he's going to have a big, big offseason because who knows what the Steelers are going to be like next year? Is Ben Roethlisberger going to retire? Is Mike Tomlin going to get fired to get a chance coordinators and all that? He has you covered over there as well on DK Pittsburgh Sports. And then, please, guys, go check out the people at Locked On Pirates. I know the Pirates are not very good, but you know. As the saying goes, when you play Pittsburgh, you play the whole city. And Ethan Smith does a great job with the Locked On Pirates podcast. So please go check him out um, over there. Um, In any case, guys, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. where We'll preview the week ahead for the Penguins and talk about a whole bunch more. So I'll talk to you guys then.